Hello, Louisville. Welcome to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. I'm Kate Sale, your host, certified professional dog trainer, coming to you from the historic Hayburn Building in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. You are with Forward Radio 106.5 WFMP. Visit us on forwardradio.org for previous programs from Sit, Stay, Listen and the rest of our shows here on Forward Radio. As we know, this time of year can bring some cold, icy, snowy, and unpredictable weather. And often we can be concerned about the animals in our community, particularly our community cats. So I've invited Karen Little, Executive Director of Alley Cat Advocates, to come and talk to us today. She's going to tell us a little more about community cats, the role that Alley Cat Advocates plays in our community, how we can support their work and the community cats here in Louisville. And we are also celebrating the 22nd anniversary of Alley Cat Advocates, founded in February of 1999. So welcome, Karen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really excited to have you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. So wanted to start with talking a little bit about the organization itself. Who is Alley Cat Advocates and what are community cats? Great. Well, Alley Cat Advocates, as you've already mentioned, was founded in 1999 to help community cats. And those are stray cats, cats that are out and about um, making their way from house to house to get morsels of food and also wonderful places to sleep and wonderful people to take care of them. So these free roaming stray cats have a presence in our community and will always have one. We tried historically to eliminate their populations by killing them off, but that doesn't work. Um, We've shown that over the years, decades of trying that method. So we've developed a more humane process of caring for them, which is called trap, neuter, return. So our organization focuses exclusively on that problem and also the solution, which is trapping these stray free roaming cats that we call community cats spaying and neutering them and returning them to their neighborhoods. We get calls from the community. In fact, almost 8,000 calls last year for assistance with these types of cats. So we primarily respond to these calls from people who want their cats spayed and neutered so there aren't more in their backyard than there already are. And we're happy to provide that service. We also talk to those people that don't want the cats in their yard, provide deterrence so that they stay away from their yard, and also talk to the neighbors who might be in love with these same cats and want them safe and healthy. And this time of year is a particularly good time of year to place that call to us. Phone number 502-634-8777, because this is before mating season really gets going, and we want to get all those boys and all those girls spayed and neutered before kitten season is upon us. You mentioned trap, neuter, release, TNR, and that essentially means going into the population where the cats live, actually trapping those cats, transporting them to a location. And I'll ask you about that in a minute because I know you have some exciting news there as well. And it's not just doing the spay and neuter surgery. There are other things that happen at that time as well. Absolutely. This is the time that this cat gets to see a veterinarian, and it may be the only time in that cat's life that the cat sees a veterinarian. So when the cat is trapped and brought to us in a humane manner, which we train caretakers to do, they come to us in various states of health. 
primarily they're healthy. We would say 99% of the cats that come to us are completely robust, healthy, thriving in their communities. There are a percentage of them that have medical issues that need to be addressed. For all the cats, they get rabies vaccinations, they get a FVRCP vaccination, they get dewormed, they get flea treatment, they get ear mite treatment, basically the works. This is their spa day. For those that have medical issues, we absolutely work with the caretaker to communicate those concerns. Maybe it's an abscess, a wound on its side, or maybe the cat's been limping and, and has a medical issue with maybe an ingrown toenail. Or we also see a lot of cats that have of the medical issues that we see, which of course, as I've already mentioned, are very few. We see dental issues where they may have a broken tooth or some basic dental work that needs to be done. And so Alley Cat Advocates is very proud that we provide all that extra medical care. Whatever that cat needs to have a quality life when he goes back to his neighborhood is what we provide. And we do that for Jefferson County residents at no cost. Of course, we're asking for donations and can't survive without the great supporters in our community. But to have those cats come to us and get them back to a wonderful quality of life and be spayed or neutered at the same time so reproduction doesn't continue when they go back home is exclusively our goal. Now, that's really interesting that when these community cats come in, that they're ultimately very happy, healthy cats, despite essentially not having a house that they're living in. Exactly. So there's an old standing notion that homeless cats are the kinds of cats that we're dealing with. And actually, these cats are not homeless. They know exactly where they live, and they've actually had the pleasure of choosing that home. They found good shelter. They found a person that's watching out for them and feeding them and providing them water. And should those things dissipate in that area, should the shelter go away or the person go away, they know other people in that same neighborhood who have shelter, who have food source, and they just move on. So it's really not that they're homeless at all. They have a home. It just is not the traditional home that we think of with a bed and a person in the kitchen or someone in the living room watching TV. So these cats are really some of the luckiest ones in one sense of the word in that they may have a name of Sam at one house where they get breakfast and then three houses down, their name is Billy and they get lunch there and dinner is served across the street and maybe his name is Kevin. So these are cats that are watched out typically by very many people, people that absolutely adore them and love them. Tell me a little more about the caregivers. It sounds like it's a very different dynamic than your standard owner pet relationship. We call them caretakers. Um, they're taking care of these cats. And they are people who, in many cases, just had a cat show up on their back porch and they kindly offered it food and water. And they didn't know where the cat came from and they didn't know that someone else might be feeding it or maybe it did just appear as someone moved out down the street. But they love this cat. They look forward to seeing this cat at 7 a.m. when they put the food out. They miss the cat when the cat's not there. But for whatever reason, they have opted not to take the cat in or maybe the cat has chosen not to be inside, doesn't want to be inside. So they feed that cat on their deck. They love the cat. They're invested in the cat. And they go so far as to partner with us. We typically don't trap, but these individuals who call us are willing to trap these cats. They're invested in them. They come and get a trap. They trap the cats with our instructions. They bring the cats to us. 
just as though they were their own cat. They love them deeply. And then we do our thing, the spay and neuter and the medical care. And then those same people pick up that trap with the cat in it and take the cat back home, release it home. And then they report back to us on how great the cat's doing, how wonderful it is that he doesn't roam off and come back after having bred 15 girls in the community and gotten all beat up in the process. So they report back to us how healthy that cat is now that it's come back home. So these are invested people who we don't traditionally think of as owners. They don't have ownership of the cat, but they still have that same love and concern as what we would call a traditional owner. So February tends to be a really exciting month, it sounds like, for Alley Cat Advocates. You opened your very own facility over on Newburgh Road. Yes, absolutely. Yes, it is very exciting. In February, we'll call a great month of the year. Uh, not referring, of course, to the weather. So February of last year, we opened the community cat complex on the campus of Louisville Metro Animal Services. This is a building under which we have in one space, all of our administrative staff, those people who are responding to calls from the community and scheduling caretakers for appointments for their stray cats. And then also in that same facility, we have a spay neuter clinic. Initially, we started doing weekend big fix experiences in a downtown warehouse. And we did that surgery process for 16 years and altered 24,000 cats by just this pop-up spay-neuter clinic experience in downtown Louisville. Then we transitioned to using the awesome Kentucky Humane Society SNP clinic. And that relationship has blossomed and is still firmly in place. And we obviously love our partners at the Kentucky Humane Society. As well, we love our partners at Louisville Metro Animal Services who have leased this building to us on their property so that we can maintain that relationship with that shelter and in fact grow it. We also have the contract with the city to handle all the trap neuter return calls that come into the municipal shelter. So anybody that has a stray cat concern, those calls are fielded by us initially. So in this complex, which is on that same campus, we're able to perform all the spay-neuter surgeries. Um, It is the only community cat complex of which I'm aware of in the United States. We were well-funded by supporters throughout the community, as well as a tremendous grant from PetSmart Charities. We also have a room to house those cats that need some rehabilitation. Maybe they have a very bad upper respiratory or they have a wound on their leg that needs some TLC before they go back home. So we have a medical space for those cats to stay in. We also have a very small catio, which is a room where those cats that are deemed unable to go back outside are kept and housed. So there's an inside room and a cat door to a huge, ginormous outside catio where these cats can roam throughout the day in a safe enclosed environment. These are typically cats that maybe came to us and we discovered they have diabetes or end-stage kidney disease some kind of hospice type situation, and they're not deemed eligible to go back out into the field. And with our partnership, both with the Kentucky Humane Society and with Louisville Metro Animal Services, these hospice cats actually go up for adoption. So we are able to find homes for these special needs cats through the facility that we now have all under one roof. 
And by doing what you do, we've actually seen a huge reduction in the number of community cats that we have, as opposed to the previous model of just rounding up these cats, taking them to the shelter system and hoping to rehome them, which we know in the old model ultimately ends in euthanasia for a lot of those cats. Absolutely. When we started in 1999, 100% of the stray cats that came into our municipal shelter were euthanized. They're scared. They're terrified. They may not be good adoption candidates, even if their personality was great, because they don't like to be inside. So unfortunately, in the old days, let's call them that, 100% of those cats were euthanized. With the advent of trap, neuter, return in our community and the community support that we've gotten both from the Kentucky Humane Society, Louisville Metro Animal Services, and also the Metro government in the mayor's office, we've basically become a community of caring individuals who understand that there is a better alternative for these cats, that one doesn't tax our taxpayers by providing housing for cats only to five days later euthanize them because shelters don't work well for these types of cats. They just don't have a way out except through returning them home in better shape than they came in. So Louisville Metro Animal Services provides a return to field. That's what stray cats that come into their shelter is called that go back out healthy to their community and their neighborhoods. And we partner with them in Spain and neutering all of the cats that come into the municipal shelter that are destined to have a happy, healthy home that they can go back to out in the community. So we provide that assistance for Metro Animal Services in Spain, neutering those cats as well. So Alley Cat Advocates is reducing the stray cat population. The cat population that's out there is happier, healthier. You're reducing the amount of resources that go into the animal services here in Louisville, and you're helping keep animals from being euthanized in the first place. So it looks like big picture, everybody from all of the members of our community, the cats themselves, the people that care for them, this is taking care of everybody. It's basically a win-win for the community. Um, the euthanasia rate at Metro Animal Services now is 5% of the cats that come in there um, instead of 100%. So that's 95% of the cats that used to be held and euthanized and all of that done with taxpayer money is now not expended in that way. They are able to repurpose their resources to help the dog population, help in other ways to reach out to the community. So it's a win-win for everybody. The cats that are euthanized at our municipal shelter are those that come in that are too sick and debilitated, maybe even hit by cars that can't be put back together to um, enjoy a quality of life. So basically 100% euthanasia to 5% euthanasia of cats over the last 20 years, allowing citizens who enjoy the cats out in their yards, who enjoy the rodent control that they provide, all of those things are a win-win. And by also partnering with those citizens who don't want the cats in their yard, we basically create a humane environment for the humans in the neighborhood, as well as the cats in the neighborhood. And keeping those cats out of the shelter really provides a benefit for absolutely every creature, human and feline. I'm tearing up over here a little bit. That's all absolutely incredible. And a lot to cover in 20 years. What a huge difference. This is Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society talking about our community cats today. And 
all of the wonderful things that Alley Cat Advocates does for our community cats and the Louisville community. We'll be back after a short break with some original music by John 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 Slater. Welcome back to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. I'm your host, Kate Sale, coming to you from Forward Radio 106.5. Visit our website, forwardradio.org. Remember that we are listener supported, so don't forget to visit that website, get behind these microphones, hit that donate button, and support radio by the people for the people. Today, I'm talking to Karen Little, Executive Director of Alley Cat Advocates. We spent the first half of our show talking about our community cats, what Alley Cat Advocates does for our Louisville community. And this half of the program, we're going to talk a little bit more about our community cats in the winter. We have some really nasty weather coming up. We had some nasty weather this past week, and this can be a tough time of year for our community cats and our outdoor animals. I know that I've been thinking a lot about our animals that live outdoors, particularly our community cats. A lot of us have the luxury of being able to bring those animals inside. A lot of our dogs, our cats are indoors, cozy, happy, warm. That is not the option for a lot of our community cats. And honestly, as we've already discussed, a lot of them would prefer not to be indoors. But that does not mean that there aren't things that we can do to help take care of those community cats. So if you are one of those people that has a cat that you feed on your back porch or maybe recently had a cat that showed up, what are some of the things that we can do to help look after our outdoor kitty cat friends? So yes, you're right. This is a great time of year to be talking about this. And all of us who love cats and dogs worry about any animal that's outside. Actually, I probably worry about the squirrels as well. So it is a scary time of year for us. I think it's more scary for us than it is for the cats, but we can do things to help them through these bitter cold temperatures and the snow that hopefully isn't coming our way this coming week. So things that we think about are, of course, the sick and the elderly and the young injured are the most susceptible to wide temperature changes and the cold weather, just as we might discuss human beings being more susceptible. So those are the particular cats that are most vulnerable at this time of year. But all of the cats would appreciate having a shelter of some sort. If you already find that they live in your crawl space, in your shed, or in your garage, or in a barn, they probably have already picked out a spot that they know that they'll be going when it's nice and cold outside. But if they don't, or if you want to provide them with some extra warmth, 
it's very easy to provide them with winter shelters that you can go to our website under community cat care tab um, and find out winter shelter ideas. And we also have some that we routinely post on Facebook. We do recommend that you use straw in any type of container that you use to provide shelter for the cats. And again, this shelter could be a tote that's put on its side, even a cardboard box that's wrapped in plastic and filled with straw outside of the wind, or it could be a more elaborate styrofoam cooler that you cut a hole in the side of, um, lined with straw, not hay, but real true straw, and also not blankets, or any kind of linens, because in our humid environment, and also with this cold weather, those actually turn into nice solid ice packets of flannel or whatever you've used. So no linens. Again, you want the cat to be able to burrow in a whole large amount of straw if possible. Again, if they're getting under a crawl space, under your trailer, they probably already know where a good warm place is. So if they don't make use of the shelter that you lovingly create for them, don't panic. They've just chosen a better place for them. This is obviously the time of year also that you wanna make sure that the water that you put out doesn't freeze quickly. So if you can put it in a place where there's some sunlight on it to keep it thawed or routinely replace the water with thawed water, that would be very advantageous. The cats do not find any benefit at all to become dehydrated when it's so cold outside, especially. Likewise with food, if you typically feed canned food, it's going to pretty immediately freeze in this weather. So you'll need to be changing it out or rely on dry food as the food of choice for the cats at this time of year. Remember, if it does snow quite a bit this weekend or this coming week, make sure to keep the cats in mind. And if you have created a shelter or they do have a spot where they climb into your crawl space, make sure that that's not closed in with a lot of snow blocking its entrance. You want the cats to be able to get in and out of their safe spot. One of the things that people can, are very concerned about in cold weather is that they don't see their cats coming up to eat. Hibernation is a real thing and the cats tend to be really, really smart. And if they found a warm, cozy space to be, and they've been well-fed up to the point that it got really cold outside, they're just gonna hunker down and curl up, just like we want to do on cold days and stay in bed. So they may not get up to come to your feeding station over the course of several days, because they're just gonna take it easy, take their vacation time, stay warm, and when the weather thaws a little bit and they get hungry enough, they'll wander out to eat. So the panic that lots of people have with regard to not seeing their cats for a couple of days during real cold or snowy periods is typically unfounded. One, there's nothing you can do about it. So that's sort of sad, but there is nothing you can do about it. But do be very confident that the cats just hold up somewhere where it's nice and cozy and warm. And as soon as the sun comes out, he'll come out to eat. That is very comforting that that is the time where we worry about those cats the most. And it seems very cat that that's going to be the time that they're the least likely to come around to. They're pretty bright. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if these cold weather spells were killing off cats, we wouldn't have a job to be doing. And they're not. Yes, it may be uncomfortable for them. Yes, their habits may change a little bit but they're gonna come out on the other end just fine and be there to give birth on your deck in a couple months if you don't reach out. <laughs> and also remember that 
if you are putting salt out to melt the ice on your sidewalks or in your driveway, that if you can secure some pet friendly type of salt um, that won't hurt the feet of the cats and potentially dogs in your neighborhood, put that out instead of the salt that is so toxic, um, both for the cat's toes and also if they, when they lick off their toes, ingesting that salt is not a good plan for them. If somebody needs to get in touch with Alley Cat Advocates, what is the best way to reach out and get in touch with you? Absolutely, there are two great ways. There is one to call our hotline, which is phone number 502-634-8777. Please know that you always will leave a message and you absolutely will get calls back to help with your need. So leave us a message at 502-634-8777 and we will reach back to you. The other way is if you go onto our website or you just wanna email us, the address is contact us, all one word, at alleycatadvocates.org. Those emails will also get forward to our hotline. We will call you back to talk about your concern, your issue, and provide whatever help we can, either directly or through referrals to other resources in our community. Once again, that is alleycatadvocates.org, and the phone number is 502-634-8777. Before we go today, is there anything else that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Well, first, I want to, again, thank you for having me on. And all those listeners out there, thank you very much for your support of the work that we do in our community. If you haven't heard of us before, do go check out our website. Do reach out if you need any type of assistance. And again, we are here for those people that don't want the cats in their yard as well. We will mediate neighborhood complaints and concerns while simultaneously spaying and neutering every single community cat we can get our hands on. Karen, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for over two decades of absolutely incredible work that you've done for our community, for the cats in it, for all of those caretakers. And so many congratulations, 22 year anniversary, one year anniversary of a brand new facility and for just a job well done. We're so grateful to have you in our community and I know all of our cats are as well. Thank you very much. For those of you out there that are worried about the pets in your community that may not have safe, warm homes to go to as the temperatures drop and the snow comes in, I do wanna make sure that you have resources available to you. While the Kentucky Humane Society cannot respond to animal welfare calls. Louisville Metro Animal Services can. There are dispatchers available 24 hours a day to take service requests. That number is 502-473-7387. So that's 473-PETS. If there is an animal in your community that you are concerned about that is left out in the cold, and you feel like you need to call someone, call Louisville Metro Animal Services. Understand that you will need to leave a message, so make sure that you leave good, complete information. Give a description of the animal, the exact address, your name, and your contact information. For more information on helping our community cats during the cold weather or how to help Alley Cat Advocates and our community cats and how to volunteer year round, 
visit their website, alleycatadvocates.org. And just a couple short notes on how to keep your own pets safe, healthy, and warm during these cold, snowy months. If you have a small puppy or a senior dog, only take them out for as long as is absolutely necessary for them to take care of their business. It can be very helpful to shovel out just a short path and an area for them to take care of their business. And be very mindful of your dog's feet. If your dog wears boots, that's great. If your dog does not wear boots, be very mindful of salt and ice melt. It can be toxic to our pets. So either make sure their feet are covered or be sure to give your dog's feet a really good rinse when you get inside. Those things can be very dangerous to your dogs. Also note that sometimes our community cats will sleep under the hood of a car. So make sure that you give the hood of your car a good bang. Wake that cat up if they happen to be sleeping in there so they have a chance to vacate before you start your engine. This has been Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. We want to answer your questions about your pets, their behavior, and why they do what they do. So don't forget to send those questions to us by email, behavior at kyhumane.org, or to the Kentucky Humane Society's Facebook page. You are tuned in to Forward Radio 106.5 WFMP. Check out this show in its entirety and all of our other episodes on forwardradio.org. You can also find all of our other programming there. Hit that donate button, support radio by the people, for the people. Everybody have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next week.